Blog Talk Radio. My name is Raina Starr. You know what tonight is. It's first Friday of the month, and we are going to talk some politics in just a minute. Desperate House Witches is not a PG, G, or even an R-rated show, so if bad language, dirty talk, bodily functions, or other perverse things might offend you, this may not be the show for you. But if you don't care about that, we're glad you're here. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the one, the only, the incredible Dorothy Morrison, check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com. Also, check out the August 2020 hex box from thewitchesbox.com. That's thewitchesbox.com. Check it out. There's so much product in this month's box, it would take half my show to read the list. So I'm just telling y'all, check it out, witchesbox.com. If you need Dorothy Morrison products shipped overseas, check out theangrycauldron.com. That's theangrycauldron.com. All right. So Tells and I were talking. It is Pagan Pundit Night, and we were discussing maybe doing things a little bit differently. Talzin, tell the folks yes. about what we're doing tonight. Give them, give, well, give them the heads up. Quick. Real quick, I want to say, too, that that hex box that you were talking about, I just saw it advertised on my Facebook before I called into the show, and, oh, my God, I want one. I'm going to have to start dropping heavy hints that, that I want one of those. I turn 50 next month, so I'm going to guilt trip my family members into saying, you know, I can't have a big party for my 50th because, you know, Rona. Uh, so, But, hey, I'd really like this. Yeah. Nudge, nudge, hint, hint, say no more. So, yeah, definitely check out that hex box. That looks really, really sweet. Uh, tonight, I see we're going to be here this month. We are actually going to do a show next month. Normally, we take the month of September off, but you know what? We've got this month, right. September, and then October, and then the time when we come on the air in November, it's going to be after the election. So we only really right. have three shows left beforehand. It's We're going to get down to the crunch. People's anxiety is going through the bloody roof, and you don't have to yep. point out any, any individuals because I just see it everywhere. So I want to start off the next few shows with good news. I've got good news for stuff. I've got, uh, you know, something to explain before I get to the good news. And then we're going to get into our regular good. politics stuff. And then at the end of the show, before we sign off, we're going to talk about some stuff that we can use to recharge our batteries and make us feel better and get us through this hump. Because, guys, you know, we're, we're, we're getting, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and it doesn't look like it's an oncoming train this time. So, you know, we can uh-huh. see November. It's coming. And so let's start off with some good news. Now, I want to say one big caveat here, because the one thing that I notice whenever I post anything that is positive in in the realm of politics, there's always somebody who wants to play Buzz Killington who's like, now we don't want to get overconfident here because we don't want to lose it at the last second. 
nobody's going to get overconfident, okay? Nobody is overconfident. After 2016, Mm -hmm. every single pundit is hedging their bets to such a ridiculous point that you could literally see the the fence marks on their ass from straddling the fence so hard. Nobody is overconfident. But the thing is, is that you can get overconfident, but you can also get overly pessimistic. And the thing about overly pessimistic is that that kind of thing is what kills enthusiasm. Because if you start thinking that it's all shit and we're fucked, you're not going to put yourself out there anymore than you have to. You're not going to go that extra mile to bring a victory home if you think it's hopeless and it can't happen. So we, you know... You know, in no way am I telling people that you can relax and not worry about it, but I've got some pieces of good news that I want people to remember and to think about when they're reading the parade of shit on their social media. Uh, number one, number one thing, uh, Oxford vaccine for coronavirus is doing very well. And the thing about the Oxford good. vaccine is it's, it's getting ready. It's doing a 30,000 person uh, trial run because they started developing this vaccine before COVID-19 was even had even jumped from the animal to the human world. They've been working on a general coronavirus vaccine because a lot of epidemiologists have been betting for decades that the next big, you know, 1918 Spanish flu-like pandemic would probably be a novel coronavirus because they can mutate so quickly and spread from person to person so quickly. So they already had several years head start on this vaccine before COVID-19 came out. They just had to fine tune it to fight that particular novel coronavirus. And so they already knew it was safe for human consumption. And folks, that's one of the big things that you've got to really, you know, that you, that's one of the first big hurdles for a vaccine. Will it not kill us? Uh, and this vaccine yeah. is doing very, very well. It could be ready for widespread distribution in the spring, so we could be looking at actually having some festivals next summer. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So my my first anniversary of my 50th birthday in 2021 is going to be off the fucking hook. Uh, but anyway, that's piece one of good news. Um, piece two of good news is that, and this is yeah. something that folks, some of, you, some of y'all millennials and Gen Z may not understand just how mind-blowing this is, but um, Texas is officially, by several standards, a toss-up state now in the presidential election between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Texas. Texas. Hmm. Te- yes, never happened. That I remember. a fucking I mean, it is fucking Texas. And for me, a Gen Z person, I'm on the older edge of Gen Z. You're on the younger edge of of the baby boomers. And so yes. we understand, we have never known Texas to vote for a Democrat. Last time Texas voted for a Democrat was LBJ in 1964. Uh-huh. Um, and uh-huh. that's it. And I was... I, <laughs> I wasn't born until 1970, okay? So it's been my entire right. lifetime since Texas has been in play. Now, people have been predicting that Texas was going to be in play by 2024 because of demographic shift, but there are so many things going on right now. Um, but especially since the incredibly xenophobic uh, and the fact that, you know, the xenophobic scapegoating, the anti-immigrant stances have motivated Latino youth to register to vote in numbers that 
a lot of activists are saying that they have never seen these kind of numbers before. Uh, it and and Texas is in play. It's a toss up. And let me tell you, every single Republican victory since 1968 has been based on the idea that you're going to get Texas and Florida, and then you build on top of it. Well, Florida isn't looking mm-hmm. too good for Trump. There are a few polls that show him dead uh, dead heat, but uh, Joe Biden has a big lead there. As a matter of fact. Uh, I know there's a lot of people who will come out and say, yeah, you know, Joe Biden has these leads, but Hillary had leads, too. Hillary never had this kind of a lead. Uh-huh. I mean, she she never led by this much. And the fact that, you know, it, 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 it really rips at my soul to say it, but the fact that Joe's a cis-het white guy uh, certainly helps those numbers. But Hillary never had these kind of leads. Hillary never even came close to putting Texas in play. Uh, Hillary was not doing that well in Florida. Um, Joe mm-hmm. is, is hitting things across the board. Uh, as, and, and the thing is, is that the Republican Party is looking at a general across the board collapse. Uh, there are, and I know it's weird, you know, say, you know, an entire party is going to be decimated. It's part of the good news segment, but it's Republican. <laughs> so it's like cheering the, it's like cheering the fall of Emperor Palpatine, uh, in any one of the movies that he fell in. Um, but it's like, yeah, it, it, I mean, let's face it. Dick Cheney has come out and said he's voting for Joe Biden. I mean, when Darth Vader himself is saying. I know. <laughs> that is good I news. Mean, about Boy, this you're making year. me happy already. I'm already <laughs> smiling. You see that? I mean, think, uh, think about this here. I mean, George W. Bush is voting for Joe Biden. Uh, you know, John Kasich. The, the the state governor from Ohio who had a backbone against Trump better than anybody else in his party is endorsing yeah. Joe Biden. They're making it very, very hard for those middle-of-the-road suburban corporatist types, the small business owners who are really just looking for favorable business deals. It's making it really hard for them to justify a vote for Donald Trump, especially with the economic collapse that's going to come with the wave, uh, the tsunami of COVID that's going to be hitting us, unfortunately, in fall and winter, uh, a lot of these business guys, if they abandon the Republican Party, and just earlier today, Moscow Mitch tied himself again to the, to the, to the wheel of the SS Trump vowing to go down with this ship. Um, mm-hmm. There are some people, there are some people way deep inside, like way deep background, who are saying that they could see a party-wide collapse. We're literally uh, in the 2022 midterm elections. Half of the seats in, Republican seats in Congress may not even have a Republican candidate. The party just completely collapsing across the board. Um, it's it's huge, and I think I think. Moscow Mitch is probably getting extra payments from Moscow, although it's going to be really interesting once uh, Papa Joe gets into office and puts a real attorney general in there. Uh, there are some in the Democratic Party who are saying that the finances of Donald Trump, Dana Rohrabacher, and Mitch McConnell are going to be a particular interest for the uh, task force that's already being planned to root out and expose the Russian influence campaign that uh, has embedded itself in the Republican Party for the last 30 years. So uh, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. So, you know, my message, folks, is what we're doing is working. 
for to push a real, genuine, non-fucking Nazi into the White House, what we're doing is working. Keep your eyes on the prize and keep pushing forward. Not saying to relax, but just saying that there's a certain satisfaction that comes that when you know that what you're doing is working, it gives you energy and drive to keep pushing it even more. So that's what you, that's what you guys should take away from the good news segment this month is that what we're doing is working. Keep your eyes on the prize and keep pushing to the light and we will get out of this tunnel. So cool. That's the good news for September. That's actual, well, that's for August, but that's pretty good. Oh, um, yeah, August. Okay. I, Look, I'm really baked right now, so I'll just warn people right that. Don't expect accuracy when it comes to numbers or variably months, it seems. So there you go. <laughs> That's hilarious. So what is? let me get your, your take on today's latest news um, about Russia and, you know, Russia being pro-Trump, China being anti-Trump, and they're fighting uh, – to uh, again use all the propaganda in the world like they did last time. Uh, right. Just, you know, by the way, oh. to remind kids again, because I know you're sick of hearing Auntie Rena say all this shit, but she's going to say it again. <laughs> I don't care if you like Biden. He wasn't my first, second, third, or fourth choice. Uh, the fact of the matter is he's the one that only has a chance. So you right. really need to vote for Biden, right. period, whether you want to or not. Do it for the Supreme Court. Do it for health care. Do it for all the reasons that you think you're voting for a president, but you're really voting for a Congress and a president because you need oh, yeah. to have the, the House oh, and yeah. Senate and, and the presidency all at once. And we can't keep Ruth Bader Ginsburg alive forever. I want to. Right. I wish we could. Right. But uh, no, yeah, and, that is and, and also, you know, if you want to see, if you folks out there want to see Jared Kushner in jail, if you want to see Rudy Giuliani in jail, if you want to see Moscow yes, Mitch please. in jail for bribery, for corruption, for colluding with a foreign power, for whatever you want, you, we have to have a Democrat in the White House. We have to have a real Attorney General in the Justice Department, and we're only going to get that with a Democrat. But, oh, my God, let me tell you something. This is not a good day for Vladimir Putin. Because the thing about Russia is that Russia is trying to act like a world player through using covert action and dirty tricks. The thing is, is that Russia is knee-deep in an influence campaign that spans pretty much the whole of Europe. They have been really working on Europe long before they seriously made a play for America. 2016 was kind of a Mm -hmm. Hail Mary pass on their their point, and it just happened to connect. But... uh, They don't have the kind of resources that China has. China has a genuinely booming economy. China has a ridiculous amount of fucking money to pour into any influence campaign they want. And, yeah, you know, I'd really like to have uh, an election where we don't have any foreign influence, but we're not going to have that until 2022 after we get Uncle Joe in there and we get a real goddamn attorney general. But the thing is is that – China, so with things being as they are now, when we have an administration that won't do anything to stop Russia's meddling, then I will welcome uh, China's entry into the race. May they spend billions of dollars that they would otherwise spend on lobbyists to get, you know, safety regulations and environmental regulations relaxed in this country. Anything we can do to get them to divert funds from genuine evil to 
making Donald Trump have a bad day is fine with us. And they have way more resources than Vladimir Putin does. Uh, they don't have the kind of experience and long running, uh, you know, long running experiment and systems in place that the Russians have had. But they're, the thing that the Chinese government tends to do is when they don't know what they're doing, they just dump money on it until someone who does know what they're doing uh, starts to draw a paycheck. And it actually works for them an amazing amount of time. So uh, that's a big thing. And also the coronavirus relief bill talks collapsed. And I know that that was a direct order from Donald Trump to Moscow Mitch. He wanted Mitch McConnell mm -hmm. to scuttle the talk so that way Trump can come in, start doing executive actions, and try to use it as a way of bolstering his reelection campaign. Um, but it's too little too late. It's really the amateur hour at this, this time. I mean, there was some genuine high-level uh, spook shit going on when it came to covert actions and shit last time. This is, I mean... Russia's big gamble this time was bankrolling Kanye West to try to suck the black vote away from Joe Biden. Well, see, the thing about right. the, the, prob the problem when you have a racist running a racist government like we have in both Washington and Moscow right now, they really don't understand black folk. They don't understand that black folk these days fucking hate Kanye West. Um, they just cannot stand him. They think he's a fame whore. They think he's a jackass. His last album sucked. He was cozying up to Trump uh, in the era of Black Lives Matter. So if, if anything, Kanye is going to siphon some of the nut jobs away from Trump, the nut jobs who don't think Trump is battling the lizard people who are running the Rothschild bank enough. Kanye will take those away from Trump. So, uh, but still, I mean, when you think about what happened last time compared to this time, it's really a shadow of its former self. I don't think Putin wants to put too much money in there. He's going to count on Trump losing the election and then doing as much damage to the government as he can before he gets kicked out in January. So, I, you know, it's... All right. it's I, uh, I got I to interject. Hang on, hang on, hang on, yes. hang on, hang on. I got to interject about Kanye. Listen, I, I actually have always liked Kanye. Kanye yeah. is suffering from some... Kanye is actually having some some problems. I don't want to down right. the man. Uh, you know, he is going through a very hard time. He's got some mental health issues. It's been it's not my conjecture. It's been widely reported. So his own I wife mean, has yeah. talked about his 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 problems. So yeah, yeah. and so, he's I being mean, used. He's I'm being just, used by the Russian influence. He's machine, being used. So. Yes, he is. Yeah. He's being used. And I, so I just, I don't want to down the man. I don't know about his last album. I'm just saying he is being used. And that makes it even, to me, shittier. When you abuse right. somebody who is not in their right mind, for whatever reason, his meds are wrong, his meds are too much, his meds are not enough, whatever it is, if you have to stoop so low to use somebody who is obviously in pain, what the right. fuck does that make you? Okay, so that is like, of all the shitty things the Republicans are doing, I have to say, oh, yeah. I feel that that's one of the shittiest. And, and you know, the uh -oh. thing is, too, is that it shows you how clueless they are, the Russians, and the Russians and their Republican collaborators. Again, thinking that Kanye West is going to siphon black votes away from Joe Biden is like thinking that Kellyanne Conway is going to win you the women's vote. It's just tone deaf. And clueless, yeah. uh, you know, what it, what it comes right down to, it shows you that it's really 
on the on on the evil empire side, it's back to amateur hour because I don't think that Putin wants to put the resources in to do it for real because you know anybody with a brain can see that Trump's going down uh like just well, I would normally do a Kardashian joke there, but since we were just talking about Kanye's issues, let's just you know not you know, you know, go going not. down like Paris Hilton yeah. at a college kegger, uh but you know that kind of thing um or of course. Knowing some of the guys I know who are chubby chasers, it would be like, yeah, going down like, like Darren at at a at a fitness gym. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, wow. inside joke. But uh, <laughs> dude, you're rough. That's rough. You're 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 hitting hard tonight. Take it easy on me, man. Take it easy on me. You're hurting people. Thousand hurting oh, people. Yeah. Slow down, brother. Oh no. Slow down, brother. Oh no. There's there's there's. There's this one bear loving chubby chaser that I just torment him because I will find all of the like young chubby guys with scruffy beards who are like hardcore Hillary fans or Joe Biden fans, and I'll just send him like pic you know, like videos of them talking, and I know that he's melting inside for them. But he was one of the original Bernie or Buster's back in 2016. He's voting for Biden now, uh, but he said he'll stop if I stop feeding him lovely bears. So I have to keep doing it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a deal, though. No, no, no. That's that's a different yeah. type of a deal. I mean, you're sending him things he wants, and, and he promises oh, yeah. to do the right thing. See, I have hope for people like that, but I've seen people who, are, who were Bernie or Busters in 2016 decided to do it again in 2020, which was, I'm sorry, moronic. Yeah. I loved Bernie. And I'm I'm I love Bernie. I was for Bernie. People don't seem to understand that. But I right. didn't get what I wanted. And when you get when you don't get what you want, you have two choices. You turn into a fucking child and stamp your feet and self justify all the shitty things you've done since then, or you fucking grow up and do the right thing for the republic. We don't always get what we want. Again, I didn't get my first four picks. Okay, right. I didn't want Biden, but we can fight about who the best candidate is once we restore something that resembles a presidency. That's right. when we can have we, the conversation of who that'll be in the future. But we've just got to get out of this shit show right. nightmare first. Can we do one thing at a time right? Well, also, another thing that we need to do in the Democratic Party and in politics in general is we need to especially for the activists, we need to move people out of this cult of the presidency because the executive is only one branch. Now we see how much incompetency can fuck things up, but it's only one branch. And, you know, you could elect Bernie Sanders. You could elect somebody who's so far left to make Bernie Sanders look like Ted Cruz. And if they don't have a Congress that's going to give them the bills that they want, they're not going to be able to do jack shit when it comes to meaningful change. Okay, that's just the end, end result of it. The thing about Joe Biden is Joe Biden is a party guy. He is a Democratic Party guy. And if he's president and a Democratic Congress sends him a bill for Medicare for all, he's going to fucking sign it. He's not going to deny the will of the people's elected representatives. I mean, this is going to be a big new class is going to be coming in next year in January. I mean, we have progressives mm-hmm. who are winning primaries to unseat the uh, unseat centrists who are too timid. We've got people who yeah. are going to take over Republican seats in some very unlikely places. 
everybody, when it comes to the house, keep your eyes on Louisiana. I just have some people Ooh. telling me keep your eyes there because some weird shit's going to happen there. We could wind up with, we could wind up, I mean, we're going to gain seats in the House, and we're probably going to take the Senate. The, pro, the thing we have to do is margin. And uh, they're, you know, they're, the thing is, is that what we got to do is focus on getting the progressives, getting the progressive agenda as the agenda of the next Congress. Because if they, if they pass a bill for Medicare for all, if they pass a bill to legalize cannabis, if they pass a bill uh, to attack climate change, Joe Biden is going to sign all of these things. It doesn't matter if it goes farther than his personal platform did. He's a party guy. You'll see a Democratic Congress as exercising the will of the people of America who elected that Democratic majority to go and fix things. So, you know, Mm -hmm. let's not worry so much about the presidency. Let's flip the Senate. Uh, Let's expand our majority in the House. Let's get the people in there that are really going to do what it's going to take. Because, again, folks, all the positions that the politicians are taking right now, they're taking for this climate right now at this moment in history. When the new Congress uh, comes in in January, when Joe takes that oath of office in January, it's going to be a different world Mm -hmm. than it is right now. There are going to be some things that are going to be really bad, really scary. Who knows what the economy is going to look like? Who knows what the health care system is going to look like? We will prob- if, if things go the way they have been in this country and enough crybabies don't wear masks, we're probably going to be in full lockdown when it comes to the new year. Um, but, and so, but that's the thing is that we are going to be electing people who are going to be expected to fix things. That's the number one message mm-hmm. that everybody's getting who's running right now. You've got to fix shit. Put out the fires and fix shit. And we could be surprised by some of the solutions they come up with that I think are going to be a lot bolder than any platforms that they're running on right now. This shit is all temporary. It's all window dressing. The real work starts in January. On January 20th, that's when the real work starts. Mm -hmm. So So let me ask you, and I know I've asked you this before. Do you think Fucknut is going to leave if he loses? He's going to explore options He's going to put out feelings mm-hmm. But there are some other things That have been going on That uh, The military's about done with him The military's about done okay. with Trump And don't I mean I know that there are veterans groups That are still you know they're, They have more loyalty to white supremacy Than they do to the armed forces That they're veterans of If they're supporting Trump the, the rank-and-file mm-hmm. military, the people who actually put fingers on triggers, on buttons to fire weapons and that kind of thing, these folks are about done with Trump. The bounty scandal with put, Putin putting bounties on the heads of U.S. soldiers and Trump doing fuck yep. all to stop it and, in fact, tried to reward him by bringing him back into the G8 after he found out about that, um, that is mm-hmm. – that. All it would take would be for one Supreme Court justice, and you know if the notorious RBG isn't able to, you know that there's Sonia Sotomayor will go and do it. All it would take is one Supreme Court justice to swear Joe in on the prescribed date, and then the, the, the Democrats are working right now to show up and make sure that the Secret Service uh, and the U.S. Marshals mm-hmm. are all going to honor the constitutional process and the duly elected and sworn president. At that point, 
Um, secret, the, the one thing people got to remember is that the, the Secret Service is the only branch that's allowed to carry weapons in the White House. Um, mm-hmm. If Trump tried to call out the military to protect himself, he would find more guns pointed at him than pointed away from him right now. Uh, and I'm getting this on very good background information on that. Um, and so it would simply be time for the head of the Secret Service detail to say, I'm sorry, sir, you are no longer president. You are a private citizen, and we must escort you off of these premises. So, I mean, they, now, they have, me they're, they're putting plans in the place. I have a follow-up to this question. So sure. if the election comes back because the new president isn't sworn in until the 20th of January, the right. election is November uh, November 3rd this year, I believe. Um, that is correct. So what happens? So what happens if the results come back? He says, "No, no, this was rigged. Like I've been telling you, it's been rigged." Right. Um, does he get to maintain being president until the twentieth, and then they go in and take him out, or do they that allow him to? Yeah. Okay. They they okay. would they would they they he would remain president until the constitutionally prescribed end of his term. So, but once uh, Joe okay. Biden took that oath of office, he is no longer president. Okay, so a lot of damage. I mean, you must admit, there's a lot that can happen between election yeah. day and the inauguration. How far do you think right. he would go between those two dates to to try I to maintain think, power? I actually think no. I don't think he's he's going to bluster. He's going to boast. He's going to declare he's not leaving. But while he's doing all that, he's going to be doing everything he can to loot as much money as he can from the federal system and try to stash it somewhere around the world so that he has a nest egg for when he flees. Um, And I wouldn't be surprised if he's trying to put out feelers right now as to which country would not extradite him if he were to land in Air Force One, the Trump jet, uh, there after taking off from Washington. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, the plans he had for a triumphant return to New York, uh, they're going to arrest him as soon as he gets off the plane. Uh, I believe that's the plan that's swirling around because they're going to have him indicted on enough tax violations for the state of New York to make Al Capone envious. Uh, they're going after him the way they did Capone, through his taxes, um, but, uh, well, which is why he, the he's thing. been fighting their relief. He already yeah. Well, he he already changed his residence because he knows he can't go back to New York. He's already right. changed his residence to Florida, but I question how much Florida wants him. Point. Yeah, they really you know, don't. They really turns, don't. They really don't like him down there. Yeah, as it turns I, I, out, you know, we were we were supposed to have uh, the 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 GOP convention was supposed to be here. The Republican convention was supposed to be in Charlotte at the end of this month, as a matter of fact. And when our governor said, we can't guarantee you're going to be able to have your 19,000 fill to capacity stadium. um, Right. Or arena. They said, well, fuck you. And the Southern horse you rode it on and tried to get Florida to take them. And Florida was like, we can't handle that. And now it's it's completely turned around, and he's supposed to be accepting the nomination once again here in Charlotte. I don't know how that right. happened, but but apparently it is going to happen here, but it's not going to be um, 
a live stadium event where, you know, you have 19,000 right. people cramming into the, the you know, Time Warner Pavilion or right. whatever it is. So it's going to be interesting. Right. It's going to be interesting here in North Carolina this month. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, he was just in uh, Cleveland recently, and uh, the, the literally tens of people showed up. Um, it's, it's the, the fact that they're having to Photoshop the crowds to make them look bigger on the photos they release. I mean, even his little Nazi youth rallies aren't drawing people the way they used to. Uh, it's, it's really, you know, it's really collapsing in on itself. And the fact that there, he's getting to the point where he's like, nobody really likes me. It's like finally dawning on him that, yeah, you know, you know what you, you fucked up. I really don't think he's going to want to land anywhere in the continental U.S. when he takes off from D.C. I would not be surprised at all if he started skipping. You know, first he's going to try someplace exotic. He's going to try someplace in the Caribbean, but they're not going to want it. Uh, so then he's going to try. He'll probably hopscotch to three or four places before he'd find a place uh, like Kazakhstan where he'd get to go and hide in a penthouse. Wow. And uh, it's going to be a sad and pathetic thing. Um and another big thing that's happened, and people don't understand how big of a thing this is, but Joe Biden announced that he was not going to stand in the way of any prosecution of Donald Trump once Donald Trump is a private citizen. This is big. The reason why we didn't mm-hmm. have war crimes trials about Iraq is because Barack Obama stopped the U.S. government from pursuing charges against George W. Bush or Dick Cheney saying we don't want to criminalize differences in politics. It was a very centrist road. I think it was a big mistake mm-hmm. because it only made it made all the war crimes uh, penalty free, so people didn't really pay a price for it, except for maybe some grunts on the ground who you know and that sort right. of thing. Um, but the thing is that you know Obama stopped that from happening. Biden says he's not going to do that. So the next Attorney General, if we get Attorney General Kamala Harris. You better believe that she is going to be filing indictments on day one. And if Trump does try, let's say he goes down to Florida and they tolerate him for a while, after a while there will be U.S. Marshals, and they can go anywhere in the country. That will be coming down for them. And, again, the Secret Service has a policy that they will not interfere, even if they're still protecting him as an ex-president, they do not interfere when U.S. Marshals come to arrest somebody for a federal crime. So, there you have that. Wow. So it's it's yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be one of those bizarre passages that people are gonna make fun of on shows like Saturday Night Live for the next decade. You know, where's Trump? Uh you know, where the world is Trump, you know, that kind of thing. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I must admit right. my and as, just as a total aside, I must admit my satisfaction when Jeff Beauregard Sessions lost his bid to re-enter the Senate. I had to say I I was a bit happy and did a little two-step when that occurred. Um, That's (laughs) that's a little bit ago. But uh, I just want to remind people that people that that suck up to Trump, and it's not new. It's not news and it's not new. You know, Mary Trump came out with this book. She is a, um, a doctor. Okay, she is credible, yes. um, and I have not yet read her book, but oh my God, I want to. <laughs> I actually, I actually bought it. I bought that book. I have not read it yet because 
Again, one little thing, folks out there, if you want to become an independent author, your to-be-read list will quadruple overnight because you've got a lot of books to read by your online friends, and they'll read your book, and it's an exchange. But holy shit, I've got like six books to read before I get to Mary Trump's book, but I do have it. That's awesome. I mean, we've just got to stop this shit show, guys. It, it, it's, it's beyond the pale. We're at a point now where, you know, if, if he is so emboldened as to get another four years of us, America will be irretrievable. And this is just my opinion, but the America that left. we knew – Right. The America that we knew has already declined by so much. We have lost respect around the world, and it's because of this this crazy dude um, that should never have been allowed to be president. There's got to be some kind of a standard on experience now. You know, (laughs) you used to be, you wanted to tell people, you know, oh, you could be anything including president. That doesn't mean you fucking should be, okay? This is right, obvious exactly. proof that not everyone is cut out to be the president of the United States. It is a rough job. It is harder than most people give it credit for. I'm just saying yeah. I wouldn't want yeah, I really it. don't. I don't want that yeah. kind of life. It's too much. And I really don't think that a lot of people, even in government, they don't realize what kind of different world we're going to be operating in post-Trump. Uh, We are never going to go back to the way it was. That's not an option anymore. There are too many people who realize that the way it was was built on white supremacy and racism and making sure some people had a really shitty time. And it's just not the way to organize a society anymore. The United States is never going to be the leader on the world stage that we were before Trump. It will not happen. Europe has learned the hard way that when America's white supremacist roots reassert themselves, common sense goes out the window. They will never place the amount of trust in this country again. You know what? I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think it's, it, you know, right. it would do our entire country well to be taken down a few pegs. And I'll tell you one thing that's dead uh, as far as uh, the coming generations go. I've been talking a lot about Gen Z lately, Generation Z. I've got a couple of Zoomers, as we call them. Uh, a couple of Zoomers in my house, 14 and 16. My son's going to turn 17 next month. And I'll tell you, one thing that is dead, and rightfully so, is this attitude of American exceptionalism. Something is better just yep. because it's American and nothing else. That is dead. That is dead in their generation, yep. and they're the ones who are going to be, you know, the, the baby boomers are, you know, taking care of things now. The Gen Xers will kind of like do whatever the boomers and the millennials will let us do. Uh, then the millennials will take over for a while, but eventually the Zoomers are going to be in control. And, you know, it's just going to be a different world. And I think there are some things that are going to be very good about it. We could use a little humility because, you know, Pete, you know, there's been a lot of things illustrated by the last four years and just how incredibly entrenched white supremacy is into our entire culture to this day means that we have a long road ahead of us. But the first thing we're going to do is we're going to open the cages and let the kids out. You know, we're going to get Joe in there. We're going to open up the cages. We're going to let the kids out. We're going to uh, actually start locking up criminals and stop uh, pardoning them who are responsible for mass murder and that kind of thing. Uh, We are going to start the long and hard road. There's going to be a lot of discussions. There's got to be a lot of differences. 
I will make a prediction right now that in the election of uh, 2032, uh, there will not be a Republican on the ticket. Uh, There will probably be uh, a centrist Democrat running against a more hard left candidate. Um, And just it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, I'm just looking forward, though, because I think there's a lot of good things that can be coming. And we just got to keep our eyes on the prize and keep pushing forward. I agree. So what we're doing yeah. is working, folks. Let's just keep doing it. That's right. That's right. Don't give up. Don't, don't let the news get to you. Don't lose heart. Don't lose faith. You know, right. you got to do things to stay positive. you got to do things to take care of yourself. Uh, I think this is a good segue right now. <laughs> right. The arc of think? history bends towards think? justice. So the arc of history right. bends towards justice. So that, and that is what right we are on. pursuing is justice. Justice for Breonna Taylor. But yes. Uh, arrest yes. the killers. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Yes, but yes, excellent segue into, I don't call things self-care anymore because the term has been kind of abused by the live, love, laugh uh, crowd. I like to call it not going fucking crazy. So this month in not going fucking crazy, uh, let, I, I think yeah. we could start sharing some things that uh, help us get through our day. Let's start it out with Raina. Raina, what's the thing, what's the thing you've got to share that you've been doing to take a break out and recharge and you know count your toes and get your head straight? Okay, so thank the gods for Laura Tempest Zakroff because she yes, started I love doing Laura. these. Okay, she's amazing, and because we're all stuck in more than we want to be, she has been doing these ritual workouts on YouTube, and there's a new one every day. We're up to number five. Today is number five, and it is a way to, and bless her all over. I just adore her, number one, because she's amazing. But number two, I adore her even more now because these are not difficult exercises. They are mostly stretches and things Mm -hmm. to keep the body with a range of motion. And they're wonderful. And they're, they're, they're based on dance and ritual and I love it. I've not seen anybody do this kind of workout before. I have and you've all heard me say my quarantine 15 is now the quarantine 33. Y'all, I'm serious. <laughs> this is no joke. Um so I I've been getting up off my ass and actually doing these. They have been wonderful. She has um committed to continuing to do to continue to do them. So that's very exciting. And the one other thing I have is, and you liked what I posted, they are reaction videos, um, folks Mm -hmm. just reacting to different things. And I um, posted a YouTube clip of two youngsters, not youngsters, youngsters, I mean, I think they're in their early 20s, but it's two kids uh, reacting to Phil Collins in the air tonight. And yeah, and just the react. Oh, it just blew me away. It made me feel so happy and so good that they were just appreciating, you know. And you can see where they they can think of it in a hip hop kind of way. And I was like, I'm so oh, yeah. here for this. So I I found that really cool. So apparently reaction videos are a thing, 
Um, and I, oh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to start watching more reaction videos because they just make me happy. <laughs> oh, let me tell you. What you let me tell you, there's a reaction yeah. video channel that I watch habitually. My son watches it, too. It's called Lost in Vegas. And it's a couple of dudes who grew up being hip-hop heads. And they grew up, you know, in black churches with gospel, within hip-hop and jazz and that kind of uh-huh. stuff. Well, a few years ago, they started reviewing a hard rock song here and there because somebody would say, you ought to check this out. And they started uh-huh. really liking some of the stuff, and they're really listening to it. They're not thinking about They have no preconceived notions of these bands. Like when they start hearing a song right. by Judas Priest or Iron Maiden, they have no preconceived notions. And you know what? I never realized how funky Rush was until they started to sing the, the, the riffs while beatboxing a funky beat and just going, holy shit, YYZ does have a killer funk groove to it. Uh, Lost in Vegas, these guys are awesome. They post new videos every day, and they do heavy nice. metal. They'll do, co- they'll do country. They'll do classic rock. I mean, and... They just, they love music, and they have put songs by, by Judas Priest, by King Diamond, by Iron Maiden on their regular playlist that they listen while they're, like, working out or, or, or going around town. So these, they just, good music is universal. Check out Lost in Vegas if you like reaction videos. Um, Lost they're so in much Vegas. fun. Okay. Lost, Lost in Vegas. Yes, they, they are awesome. And, okay, well, let me tell you, lately I have been taking some deep dives into the horror movies I grew up with. Uh, That's one thing I've been doing because I found a group on Facebook called Halloween Fans, and it's fans of the Halloween movie franchise. Well, John Carpenter's Halloween is my favorite movie of all time, so of course I joined the group. And I go in there, and Uh there's no no politics, there's no coronavirus. We just talk about John Carpenter movies and Halloween and all the sequels and have a great time. As a matter of fact, somebody did some, like, some cutting political joke. And of all people, I'm the one who's like, dude, don't get political in here. Take that shit elsewhere. And when I told that uh. to my wife, she almost fell off her chair. You told someone to stop being political? It's like it's a Halloween fan yep. group. It's not for that. And, and, and I had like 30 right. people like my comments. So it's just like, yeah, right on. <laughs> but I've been doing that. And I am, a, of course, I am a geek. We all know this. I am a hardcore geek, so when I'm into something, I am so into it. Uh, I recently did some screenwriting. for. I did some script doctoring for somebody. He was so happy with the job I did, he gave me a $50 eBay type thing uh, through the mail. And so I, one of the things I bought was an autograph by a guy named Dean Cundy. Now, you may not have heard of Dean Cundy, but you know the movies that he's the director of photography for. Now, the director of photography is the second most important person on the entire crew behind the director because they're the ones who decide how something looks. They light it. They Uh do the color scheme. They really, it's their look. It's their vibe that the director is working with. And Dean Cundy has done movies like Halloween 1, 2, 3, John Carpenter's The Thing, uh, Escape from New York, but he's also done some movies uh, like uh, Jurassic Park uh, and uh, several of Jurassic Park films. I mean, if you take a look, he has done so many huge films. He has worked with Spielberg. He is, he's, like, huge, and he started on John Carpenter's Halloween. Well, I bought an autograph that he had done a few years ago at an event, and I got it for a killer deal, mm-hmm. and I was, like, all happy. And, 
It's my DEO. You know, I'm such a geek. It's the director of photography from Halloween. How could you not be excited? Uh, of course, the people on the group were excited. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm actually right. considering I'm, – I'm starting to build my idea of how my new YouTube channel is going to be that I'm going to launch when I really start pushing my writing again. Uh, but I'm not just going to be talking mm-hmm. about books and writing on my channel. I'm also going to be doing other videos. And one thing I've decided that I'm going to do is uh, YouTube commentary tracks, where basically you just record yourself doing a commentary track for a movie and tell people when to hit play so they can watch the movie and listen to your thing on YouTube. A lot of people are doing that these Ooh. days. And I'm going to start – I'm actually thinking about doing a uh, either a YouTube or a Twitter Live where uh, some evening uh, anybody who wants to will be able to watch John Carpenter's Halloween with me, and I'm going to go through and give them every single nugget of trivia that I can pack in to 95 minutes of movie runtime. Uh, And you'll find out where to find the palm trees in Halloween, uh, Uh where you can find some of John Carpenter's cigarette smoke drifting across the screen. Um, You know, (laughs) all the the various bits of of geekery, uh, and I'm just going to do that as like a live event, kind of like a watch party. Watch the movie with me, and I'll tell you more than you ever wanted to know, uh, and that kind of thing. That's so fun. I, I'm, I'm doing that. Sounds fun. And, and, <laughs> and I also want to say too that I, of course, you know, when people say how are you getting through this crisis, a lot of people will say you know wine, um, you know booze. Of course, for me that is weed. Uh, and I will say that one of the things I love is that uh, there have been a few times that we've been able to go out to Ian Corrigan and his lovely wife, Leah Falls Land, Tradara in Madison, yeah. Ohio. And they have so much room that we go out there and we sit like 10 feet apart. So that way we can hang out yeah. and party, but still remain, you know, have distance. And if we're going to be in a situation like when we were doing Lunasa, we were helping out with the virtual right that they did over their Facebook page. Uh, you know, yeah. we were wearing masks when we weren't on camera because we were a little too close. Uh, but it's still, it's been great going out there. And we've been doing social distance weed smoking, where instead of passing a pipe, uh, somebody who wants to share takes a bud, breaks it up into pieces, and everybody has their own bowl. And uh, nice. that is something I actually, uh, that's something I'd like to see continue afterwards, because I don't know, I just get tired of packing a pipe and passing it at a party, and it goes around to 20 people, and it comes back, and it's empty again. It's like if I'm, I, I uh-huh. smoke strong weed, but only only taking one hit per pipe, it's going to take me fucking forever uh, to get hot. Uh-huh. So, just, you know, so I like social distance smoking where we share the weed instead of a pipe. Uh, that's something I wouldn't mind continuing afterwards. Uh, but it's, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, tonight's stream of consciousness is brought to you by uh, Ice Cream Cake, which is a lovely, saucy little uh, uh, indica-dominant hybrid from Clutch Cannabis. Go to clutchcannabis.com. Uh, especially if you're in the state of Ohio, because they are a producer for medical cannabis for the state of Ohio. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, t- tonight's Stoned Hippie cool. is brought to you by Clutch Cannabis. So, <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I love that. We ought to do a weed review. I mean, not that I can, but you can, and I think that's hilarious, actually. Oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, well, I mean, you know, there have just been some incredible things floating around. Uh, the, my favorite strain of the week has actually been something called Lemon Dosey Dose, where they took Lemon OG and mixed it with Dosey Dose, which is a new Girl Scout cookie derivative. Uh, of course, they can't call it Girl Scout cookies anymore, so it's usually GSC or cookie. Right. But Dosey Dose are a little bit of a milder uh, tasting 
derivative and mixed out with the lemon OG, and it really tastes like those lemon cookies that you get from Girl Scouts. It is so yummy. The exhale, it's so smooth. Um, it's uh, almost 30% THC, though, so be careful, Damn. Uh, kids. Or Damn. else you're. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I have another variety of the same stuff called layer cake, which is refined a little bit more. It's 35% THC. Okay. This is the kind of stuff that makes Willie Nelson go, holy shit. So, yes. uh, (laughs) You see why I can be so optimistic? I mean, oh, my God, I'm smoking the best weed of my fucking life, and I'm doing it legally. I've got a cash register receipt for this shit. I mean, 16-year-old me is still... Fuck that 40-year-old me is still like, holy shit, when it looks at a cash register receipt for weed. Uh, (laughs) I know. That's hilarious. Congratulations on being able to to do that. Um, My state is still not that progressive. We're hoping, though, at some point we have access to all the CBD we want. Some of it's actually very good and does give you a body buzz, which is very nice. Some of it I use... Primarily oh. for painkiller, wow. but um, yeah, once once legalization happens, I will be joining you, my friend. Oh yes, oh yes. As a oh, and another thing you were talking about, Laura Tempest backdrop. I love Laura. I met her a few years ago at convocation. Uh, once we can have gatherings again, you're, you ought to make it up to a convocation sometime in February in uh, on the edge of Detroit. It's so much fun. Laura's often there. Jason Mankey comes every year. And, of course, he's just so much yeah. fun to have a have a single malt with and uh, see if I can get him to spill any more Gardnerian secrets when I get him drunk. But, uh, <laughs> of course, I would never do that. Yeah, I would. But, anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Guess what? I know, I know all the secrets, and we don't have any. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, you know. It's all, it's, 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 it's all ruse. It's a a Gardnerian ruse, and I've been saying that for, I mean, I've been a practicing Gardnerian since I was 18. Uh, I've been a witch since I was 11. Um, But, yeah, I mean, a practicing witch since 11. But the fact of the matter is, all these secrets, eh, yeah, no. We have the same secrets as every (laughs) fucking body else. That's the secret. Go ahead, come for me. Anyway, we are about out of time. We are down to the last six minutes. Talk about your uh, writing. What's happening? Well, I am still getting copies of the book out to people. If you want to get a signed copy of The Sorceress in paperback, uh, you can get it at both a discount and signed by the author. To buy a hard copy on Amazon is uh, $14.99. But if you buy a copy off of me via PayPal, you get the same paperback book for 10 bucks, free shipping, and I'll sign it for you. Uh, so go ahead and direct message me. You can also send a message via my Facebook fan page, which is also uh, Talison Govannon, but instead of the rainbow pentagram, it has the TG logo on it. Uh, I think I'll probably yep. wind up switching that to a sorceress book cover soon. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, that is still going we are, I am going to be wrapping up, packing up my mom's house next week, which means it goes on the market, which means as soon as it sells, we're going to be buying a new house and moving. And once we have moved into the new house, I'm going to be pushing my writing career harder. I'm going to be getting back on track with my publishing schedule. I'm going to be publishing uh, two books next year, uh, the Sorcerer's Saga book to The Witch 
and book three, which the, the title is The Queen. Uh, and then following that, in uh, either late 2021 uh, or early 2022, will be the first Trevor and Evelyn Hawkins Shadow Walker Detective Agency trilogy. Uh, and then in a couple of years will be the Reina Star Mysteries, who is and it's two yeah. characters, Reina and Star. Who are these characters? Yeah. Read the Sorceress to find out. Um, but the Reign of Star Mysteries are coming in uh, 2022, so uh, book one in that. So uh, there's there's a lot of stuff happening, uh, and uh, you know, come see me on Twitter sometime. I like to hang out there and talk writing. Absolutely. Well, my love, it is about that time. Uh, I, and I have to me. say, this this was a great hour, however fast it was. Um, but I do have to say, uh, doing the, uh, the, the approaches of, you know, taking better care of oneself, I'm totally digging it. I think we need to do that yeah. more often, and I think we're going to. And uh, the good news bit to open the show was a lot of fun. So I'm hoping folks enjoyed it. I know I did. Uh, we will be back. Talison and I will be back next month, um, first Friday of the month. Tomorrow we yep. are having Desperate House Witches is having the incredible tarot diva Sasha Graham. So check it out. We'll Yay. Be on tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, t- my wife and son are going out to Hershey, Pennsylvania, so I'll have to tune in for that. <laughs> right on. All right, everybody, we're going to wrap it here. Talison, say goodnight Party to on. the people. All, All right, right, folks. See you next month. Same bad time, same bad station. Allison out. All right, y'all. I will see you tomorrow. Have a great night.